Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It is Tactical Tuesday, and we're talking about my favorite subject in the world. No, this will not be a physics lesson, but has anyone heard the expression, if I had a lever big enough, I could move the world? Anyone ever heard that? I got nods from Danny and blank looks from everyone else. No, I'm kidding. Travis, Craig, you guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? Those of you watching on Facebook. So this is the physics lesson, right? A lever is like if you had like a really long piece of wood and you stuck it underneath something heavy and you jumped on the end of it, you could actually lift this heavy thing because of leverage. Okay. That's the visual I can give you with leverage. Leverage is probably one of my favorite concepts of anything I have ever, uh, I've ever done. I've ever done in my life is using leverage and we're going to dive into it today. So let me pull up my visual aid to get this started. Um, let's see. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Zoom is giving me some messages saying that my audio quality is, it's doing things with my computer to make my audio better. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Danny says thumbs up. All right. Yukiko says thumbs up. Cool. So let's put this, uh, this slide out here. Presentation slides. All right. There's really only three ways to leverage and I made visual aids to go with it this morning. So let's pull this thing up. View present. There we go. Can you guys see my screen? Okay. See a little person dangling a thing of keys. All right, good. So thank you to, uh, to, to Zach and, and, uh, Rance who made these last night. I was like, can you make slides quick, make slides for me. So I've got a, even a few visuals. I'll go back and forth. So we're going to talk about using leverage to sell more homes. And I live my life. I'm gonna go back and forth between the screen share. I live my life guys with one really simple thought process in terms of business that breaks down to six words. It's sell more less time, good life, right? Sell more houses and less time while living an amazing life. That's pretty much what I wrap my mind around. Those of you I can see on camera, and if you're not on camera, turn your camera on if you're not driving around. I mean, even Travis has got his camera on. He's driving in his car and he's got his camera on. If you don't want to have your camera on, it's fine. I'm not going to be a hard time, but I like to see who I'm talking to. So, right. So there we go. Judy's turning the camera on. Thank you. Dave's turning his camera on. What's up, Dave Robles from Los Angeles. Um, all right, cool. So if you have your camera on, I love it. If you can't do it, don't worry. But do you guys live yourself the same way I do? Do you look at life and just say, I want to know how I sell more houses in less time while living an amazing life? Does that pretty much boil it down to six words for you? Yes, no, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you, yes. All right, there we go. Nodding heads, perfect. So let's dive in here. There's only three ways that you can leverage. Every other form of leverage we have, and I've talked about this months ago on Agent Power Huddle, we're coming back to it and I'll go into it in a little different way this morning. And Dave Robles might be the only person on this call who can tell me, I think I got this concept from Tom Ferry back in like 2006, but I don't know if that's really true. I don't know where I picked it up along the way. So Dave can tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. There's three ways to leverage. You can leverage through systems. You can leverage through technology. And you can leverage through people. And that's it. If you want to sell more homes in less time, you have to employ some sort of leverage. And some of you guys on this call, you have multiple streams of income, right? Some of you do investments. Some of you do property management. Some of you work with buyers and sellers. Those of you who are part of our crew at eXp, you have right certain sets of things you do that have multiple income streams. It doesn't matter what brokers you're at. 
you have to employ one or all three of these ways of leverage. And we're going to break down the third one today. We'll talk a little bit about systems, a little bit about technology, but mainly we're going to focus on people. Because if there is one of these three areas that you are lacking leverage in your life, and I don't care if you're a team agent, a team leader, a solo agent, a broker owner, doesn't matter. Every single person has usually the same place when I find when I'm going through like a coaching session and I dive into it where they're missing leverage. What do you guys think? I want to, I want to take this screenshot. I want to see those of you on camera. How many of you think you're missing the leverage of systems? Should I explain what each one is? First of all, systems is you do the same thing the same way every time. You list a house, you have a checklist, you put a lockbox on, you do the marketing, you do this. It's just every time you do the same thing. You meet a buyer, you do the same steps. How many of you think you're missing leverage of systems? Anybody? Okay. Second one is technology. Technology is like we had a guy on Agent Power Huddle, you know, a couple of weeks ago, who will bring him back on again named Will Penny. He runs a technology platform called Social Orchard. Social Orchard. They leverage technology to efficiently generate referrals from your past clients and sphere. Okay, that's a piece of technology that you can use to kind of get some leverage there. How many people think they're lacking in technology that would help them sell more houses in less time? Anyone raise their hand? All right. And the third one, which we're going to cover today, I'm already seeing where this is going. You're either not going to raise your hand or it's number three. How many of you think you're missing leverage of people? Raise your hand. All right. Everybody else. There you go. That's it. So you guys are spot on with 95% of the agents I talk to. If you are brand new in the business, you do need some leverage through systems and technology. But once you get things set up, it's always people. And even if you're an agent on a team, there are still people you can use to leverage, right? This is 95% of the people, guys, are lacking leverage to people. That's 95% of the agents I see are lacking the leverage to people. So when we talk about people, has, have we gone through this discussion yet? Who knows the discussion of you know, eliminate and the three steps past eliminate? Do you guys, anyone remember this? All right, cool. Let's go through it then. So if you're going to talk about how you leverage through people, I've had this as a recurring event on my calendar for the last five years, and I still haven't figured it out. I still need that reminder, okay? So it is okay if you've seen this before and you're like, hey, do I do this? When you're going to create some leverage through people, here's the four steps you go through. You wanna eliminate anything that you don't need to do. Get rid of it. Anything that you're doing on a, on a repeated basis or one-off time that it just doesn't give you any results, it's not worth doing, get rid of it. After that, you wanna simplify. You break it down into the smallest possible components, the easiest things, how many of you have ever been to a McDonald's and seen behind the counter in a McDonald's? If you have, you've seen a picture of a burger that is drawn like a cartoon. Zach, if you want to make a note, we should add a picture of the burger drawing into the slides next time I talk about this, right? It's literally just like bun, lettuce, uh, you know, whatever mayonnaise, whatever stack it is. Why do you think they have a cartoon drawing of a burger behind the counter of McDonald's? It's so that they can, it's just to simplify it. So in any language, no matter where you are in the world, the burgers all come out the same. I'm not saying that real estate has to be as simplified as that because it is a little more complicated, but when you can break things down to that level, the people that you are helping get some leverage from, it makes it a lot easier for them. Is this making sense so far, guys? Okay. So after you simplify, we're going to automate and then empower. So let's talk about each one of those. Automate. There are things you can do now bringing in some technology to help make the things more efficient that the people you're using for leverage. And last, we've got empower, right? When I learned this originally, it was eliminate, simplify, 
automate and delegate. If you've heard before delegate, I change delegate to empower because if you truly want to have some leverage and gain your life back, you're not just giving some to someone and then micromanaging them. You truly want to empower them to take it on as their own, take some ownership in it and run with it. So if I, am, I, am I going down the right track? Can you see where this is helpful in your business so far? Should we get a little more specific? All right. Let's talk first about buyer's agents on a team. All right. Buyer's agents on a team. If you are an agent on a team, you might think you are there to be leveraged for your team leader. Anyone ever had that thought? I'm only here to be leveraged for my team leader so my team leader can go have a good life. Okay. Not true at all. It's in my world as a team leader. I've run, I've run sales teams for 15, 16 years. The team leader and the team agents are partners, right? As a team leader, you cannot do what you do in the world without your team agents and hopefully vice versa. Your team agents feel like they can't do what they do without the team leader. You just have different roles as to what you're doing. So if you're a team agent and you want to create some leverage in your life, right? You, you're not going to go hot, you know, find your own buyer's agents, although you could go hire a showing assistant if your team is structured that way, right? As if you're a team agent, but what are some people that are commonly used to get leverage if you're a team agent? Anyone wants to jump in here? I'd love to get some interaction. What are some examples of who, who could you use for leverage? I see Matthew Hanks coming off mute and Travis. Let's go. Let's go. Matthew, then Travis. Go ahead, go ahead Matthew, then Travis. Go for it, Matthew. Uh, well, one of the spots on the bus. Well, first of all, thank you, Jesse, for this topic. I think it's very relevant, uh, providing a lot of value. But one of the spots on the bus that we created was someone who specifically does our paperwork. And so she's an expert with it. So our salespeople out in the field, most salespeople, most agents hate paperwork. So we have someone on the bus and that's all she does is paperwork. So she writes every offer, she puts together every listing agreement, every due diligence request, every bit of it. And we have a special email address that goes directly to her. And so she's just ready and responding to every offer that comes in. She's got access to our CRM. And what would typically take an hour to sit down and pull together everything needed to do an offer you know, for the, for the sales agent, it takes them 30 seconds. So it was leverage. I love that. And how many of you are agents that would like to have someone else write all your offers for you? Right. How cool is that? And if you're on a team, don't go to your team leader and say, Hey, I was on this call and I heard that another team leader, they have this person who, you know, they hide in the back office. Your team might not be structured that way, but it doesn't mean that right. you can't go out and find That's your right. own, your own person to help you. Right. Like I'm going to mute you back out for a sec, Matthew, for sound. Give me, mute you out here. Um, it, it doesn't mean that you, like, I had someone in my back office who was part time that I paid hourly to write my offers for years. Right. You can go find ways to create your own leverage. And if you look at the value of your time, I don't know if you've ever done this experiment, but I want you all to, after this call, heck, do it during this call. If you start one of the daydream, calculate your dollars per hour you currently make and calculate the dollars per hour you'd like to make. They're probably two different things, just a guess, right? You guys know how to calculate your dollars per hour that you make, right? Take the amount of hours you work. Let's just say you work a 40-hour week. Multiply that 4.3 weeks in a month. So let me get my calculator. So we got 40 hours times 4.3. So you're working about 172 hours a month times, and some of you work way more than 40 hours, by the way. Uh, 172 times 12, you're working about 2,064 hours in a year. So take your money that you made or the money you want to make. Let's say you want to make $120,000 a year and you're going to divide it by 2,064. You currently, at 120,000 a year, you'd be making 58 bucks an hour. If what you currently are doing, you can pay someone less than $58 an hour to do it, you probably should pay them to do it. 
right? You can pay someone 20 bucks an hour to write your contracts and you're making 58 bucks, $100 an hour, 120. Why are you writing your own offers? I get done with the showing. I text the president of my back office, right? Depends who it is. Um, sometimes Autumn, who's actually our producer of Agent Power Huddle, she helps me on a lot of offers. Another woman named Janet, we've worked with for years, who's a transaction coordinator. She's, a, she's worked in our back office. I just text her. Here's all the terms. I text her. I've got, you know, purchase price, 785, close of escrow, contingency timelines, all the stuff that you need to go on there. She takes it and puts it onto, like Matthew just described, onto the offer form. She emails it to me. I review it. Right. So I didn't just say, write the offer, go do this. And I'm out of it. I'm reviewing it because I'm still the agent. My name is on it and that's my job, but I've empowered her to go and just basically be, and I, and I simplified it down as much as possible. Right. I simplified to the basic term she needs. And then we've automated this process where she shoots it back to me. I review it and we send it off. This makes sense guys. Okay. Travis. You had something you want to jump in. Who, what's a way that you're able, uh, that as an agent on a team, who, what's a person you have access to for leverage? Uh, our transaction coordinator. Um, we, uh, she sets our appointments for us, uh, which just saves a ton of time. And uh, we're able to make more calls during, uh, you know, our prospecting time. Uh, you know, keep on the perfect daily schedule and we're not doing that busy work, uh, scheduling appointments. And uh, you know, once we're done with, our prospecting time, we're able to go jump out in the field and go start showing some homes. I love it. I love it. So again, doing the highest dollar productive activity or Travis, I happen to know Travis, I've met him offline in the real world. There are things that you love doing in addition to real estate, correct? Yeah. Right. And it's not just always about working more. Maybe it's about getting some of your life back and making the same amount of money that you want to make or even more money, but working less hours. That's okay too. Like, I love it, Travis. So thank you. So, so your TC, most of you who are on teams, if you're solo agents, hopefully you all have access to a TC. There are independent TCs you can hire, interview, find a good one. Some TCs do a little bit, some do a lot. You got to find the one that makes the style you're looking for. I like my TC to take over everything, unless it has to do with money. If it has to do with money, I want to be involved in that conversation, right? Request for repairs, negotiations, appraisal comes in under value, things like that. Everything else, I want the TC to own it. I, I empower our TC to basically, TC is going to set up inspections. TC is going to tell me where to go. TC is going to tell me, all right, your contingencies are due in two days. You need to be ready to remove them. How are you doing under request repairs? I empower the transaction coordinator to take ownership of that process. And they are my boss in that case. Does this make sense, guys? it allows you to free up your brain power to do the things that are most important, like connecting with your clients, right? Showing houses, writing offers. Maybe it's hanging with your kids or doing something you love, going for a run. I don't know. Okay. Anyone else have anything that as a team agent that you might use for leverage you want to share before we move on? Cause I got a couple more for team agents you can use for leverage. What about your lender? Do all of you have lending partners that you work with? like lenders that you love, that you work with over and over again. If not, go find one. This is like Asian Power Huddle is all over the country. So I have no recommendation. If you're, if you're in California, you can hit me up. I can give you some good ones. But around the country, I mean, there's a number of different people, but it doesn't matter who you use. It matters more that you find a partner that you don't pay your lender, right? In fact, in the old days, lenders used to pay us, right? They, lenders used to give us marketing service agreements and they'd help. So they still can co-op on some of our marketing spend in a RESPA compliant way. But your lender partner is leverage. When we qualify a lead or sorry, when we get a lead on the phone, a prospect, and there's going to be an appointment, 
I like to have my lender talk to them before I even go meet with them to tell me, are they good, bad, and different to help tee us up to, do you guys know the word edify? Edify means to like position, to like elevate someone in position of respect. I want my lender to edify me before I even show up for that appointment. The lender is going to say, wow, you are so lucky to have met Jesse. You are so lucky to have met Katie or Judy or Travis or Danny or Matthew, whoever, Dave Robles, whoever else is on, Yukiko, everyone who's on this agent power huddle. They're going to say, they're one of the top agents in, in fill in the blank in your city. When your lender helps set you up like that, that makes your job a lot easier when you get there. They're going to tee you up. You have your, your title escrow, depending on how your state closes. There's all sorts of people. How about handyman? How about contractor? You can leverage through a lot of these people, guys. And as long as you start to calibrate your brain that you don't have to do everything, you just have to make sure it gets done. That's one of the biggest changes that most people, when they're not leveraging through other people, some people say, well, I can't afford somebody. Okay. I get that. And if you're, if you're newer in the business or cash flow is tight, you really may not be able to afford someone. You might have to close a deal or two first, but after you close a deal or two, you can't afford not to have help, whether it be someone you're actually paying or someone you're not paying, like the, the lender, handyman, contractor, you don't pay those people directly and you're still leveraging through them. Nod your head if this is making sense. Okay. Let's talk about leverage for, I mean, the solo agents are all the same things I just said, by the way, no difference, team agent, solo agent, same ways you can get leverage. The difference as a solo agent, I would tell you, is you're probably going to want to leverage through other solo agents, right? If you're a solo agent and you can't make it to a showing or you go on vacation or God forbid something happens to someone and you have to take an emergency, right? If you're in a team structure, you have that built-in help. But as a solo agent, you're going to want to leverage through other agents, you know, to get your back, to fill in. Those of you who are solo agents, do you guys have some help like that in your area? You've made friends with people that can help cover. Danny says, yes. All right, cool. As a team leader, I mean, that's why you start a team usually is because you love leverage and you, wanna, and you want leverage. So Craig, Matthew, any team leaders on here? Dave Robles, um, anything I missed that's good leverage for a team leader? I would say making sure, uh, Jesse, well, one thing would be agent power huddle because as a team leader, I encourage my team members to be on this call because if, I'm, if they're not on this call, I mean, we, we all need this type of uh, inspiration and education and training every day. And so as a team leader, I know when I was trying to do my own huddles, I would be thinking to myself, well, gosh, I got to prepare. I got to make sure I'm bringing value. And it's really nice to say, hey, just jump on this huddle. It's already going. So that'd be one thing. But I don't know if it was mentioned on the call about having a courier or a sign person putting signs out because once we had someone who was putting our signs out, then we started realizing all the other things that they could be doing. And we create a list every single day of paperwork that needs to be dropped off or checks that need to be picked up or signs that need to go out or riders need to go up. And that riders are the, uh, we call him our gopher is essentially a courier who's out there on the road all day, every day. And we've been doing this a long time. So we have our own vehicle that he's driving and it's lettered up. So that's kind of cool, but it takes us, 10, 15 minutes to put the list together in the morning. Well, he's out there for hours doing all this stuff while we're back in the office with lead generation or lead follow-up or working on income producing activities. I, I love that. I forgot about the runner. We call that position the runner in our office. The runner. Got, there you go. You guys want to know who my runner? So I've had a lot of different runners over the years. Autumn, who's our producer for Agent Power Huddle, by the way, she is uh, also our director of operations for our sales team in San Diego. Um, you know who my runner is currently these days? Because I've had like, you know, kids who are runners. I've had uh, people, part-time agents. My runner currently is my father. 
He has been, he's been a real estate broker since 1978. He is semi-retired, you know, kind of does his thing and he just likes getting out. I don't pay him anything. He's, he's, he's free. Cause he's my, he just wants to get out and do this. He wants to be helpful. And, and I love my dad and I'm grateful for him. I've been working with my mom for 17 years. My dad is now our runner. So here's how we leverage our runner, Matthew. I have an inspection tomorrow morning, right? My father will be there for the first at a home inspection. How long are they in your area? Two hours, three hours, right? Do you, I don't know if you guys walk around and follow the inspector for the entire two, three hours. I don't do that. I, I, what are they going to do? Like watch them poke things but I want to be at the house and I want to be there at the end to hear the recap and to go through anything important, whether on the buy side or the listing side. So what we do in this case is someone has to be there. So my father will go and open up, he'll bring his book and he'll hang out for two hours while the inspector does his thing. And whoever the agent is will show up just for the recap. And these days with zoom, you almost don't even need to be there. They can do the recap over zoom, which is even more efficient, but sometimes I still like to be there physically to see the house right? Re representing a buyer, it helps to kind of see if there's anything you missed and to make a stronger request for repairs. But that's leverage. That runner, when we used to have flyers and flyer boxes, we would have the agents fill up the flyer boxes who are attached to each house, or sometimes the runner would drive around and fill up flyer boxes. We've gotten away from doing, anyone just still doing flyers and boxes? We got away from doing those. We, we don't do those anymore. Craig still does. Do they still work for you, Craig? Do you generate calls from them? We do. Cool. All right, maybe I'll go back to it. I wanted to hear the, the replay of the show from last week about the QR codes because I was, I was assuming that that may be one way requesting the fire with a QR code. I wanted to hear more about that, but I haven't been able to replay that yet. I have not either, but I heard it was awesome. Yeah, if you missed that call last week, that was Danny Wood, uh, Coach Danny Wood, who's amazing. He did a, um, a session on QR codes and he said they've been crushing it for agents. And if Danny, nice. Danny's usually pretty far ahead of the curve. So if Danny's saying it works, then it's probably working really well. Nice. Uh, all right, so... Thank you, Matthew, for saying agent power huddle is leverage because that was the whole reason we created agent power huddle. I mean, we made it for our crew here at eXp, but it's open to any agent in any company because we just want to put out good content for the industry, right? And the whole idea behind this is if you don't have a daily huddle yourself, you're plugging into this each day. And if you have a huddle, we actually changed instead of doing our team huddle every day, we just have our team jump on this and then we do a five minute check-in afterwards around like accountability and things that you need to do in your day. Yeah. I, I hope this is getting your, your brain going guys. If you start to look at your life with a critical eye of where can I, and let me put this back up on the screen. I'm just checking the, the chat message here to make sure there's nothing I'm missing. Cool. I'll put this back up on the screen. If you take this critical eye to your life and you say, what are the things I can eliminate? Right? Like I eliminated writing my own offers. <laughs> I, I was thrilled to do that. I've sold thousands of houses and I've probably written a handful of contracts in the last 10 years. And then I simplified the process. I'm going to text you just the most important terms that I need, right? Automation in the offer process, there really isn't much automation. Although I will say some of you are beta testing a platform that my, uh, one of my friends is launching that helps uh, automate offer collection and offer generation. So there is some technology you can use. I just haven't gotten deep into the automation of writing offers. And then empower, right? I've, I've empowered the, the, uh, the agents, the, the people in my back office that help write offers for me. It, first, it's a slow process, right? I didn't, at first they would say, all right, let's go over this. We'll write it together. But once they have it now, I've empowered them. Just, just literally go write it up. Don't ask questions, but they still do send it over to me because that's my level of comfort. And I think it's as an agent, it's your fiduciary duty, right? Still look over the offer. Don't have someone write it up and don't even look at it before you send it off for signatures. That's a recipe for, for disaster. QC your stuff. What questions you guys have, if any? Matthew, you got a question or no? You're just, just popping back. I've on. got one. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Carolyn. 
if someone hasn't been leveraging anyone, right? Like say they're a complete solo agent, they don't have an assistant or anybody, where would you say is the most important piece of leverage um, for them? Or is it like a case-by-case scenario? It is absolutely case by case, but I'll give you some guidelines of where to start looking. And I'll first give you an exercise that you're going to want to do to start. So this is called a time study. And maybe, I don't know if this is for you, Carolyn, or asking for a friend, right? This is asking yeah. for a friend. I'm um, asking again for other people. <laughs> so you want to do a time study. You carry around with you, pad of paper. You could do it digitally, but I find an actual pad helps. Carry it around with you for a day, probably two if you can stomach it, but even a day. And set a timer on your phone for either 30-minute increments or one-hour increments. It doesn't really matter. It just depends what works better for you. Some people can't. If they go more than 30 minutes, they forget. Some people, that's really annoying. They'll do it every hour. And every time the timer goes off, I want you to write down exactly what you did the last period of time for an entire day, probably two days. And as you write it down, not like in-depth, just like bullet points. Like I wrote off her emails, talked to client. At the end of the, the one or two days, you're going to go back and you're going to highlight in different categories. Here are things that were agent functions. Here are things that are back office functions. Here are things that are, and if you don't have a, a coach, a mentor, support, like message me, right? Or if you have already a mentor, someone, have them help you look at this list and help make the categories. And that's where you look to see where you need leverage. Because you might think the things you're doing that take up most of your time are X, Y, Z, but it turns out they're totally opposite, Right. You might think you need an in-person runner like Matthew and I were talking about because well, I, need, I need a local, I need someone who's going to help me locally, but it turns out everything that you're doing can be done virtually from somewhere else. And I never use the word assistant if I can help it. Sometimes you say the word assistant because it just helps other people know what it is. But if you call someone your assistant, they're going to think like an assistant, you want to give them a title that allows them to take ownership and empower them to do the things they need to do to make your life easier. So I, I used to have someone in my office um, with COVID. We don't, I didn't have this position anymore, but maybe I'll bring it back. That He was my master of everything. That was the title we gave him. He was basically my assistant, but he was the master of everything because he literally was in charge of my calendar, my life, my wherever I needed to go, getting back to people, checking my email, responding, sorting, it was, it was everything. And we made him a little a business card, which was the He-Man logo with the, the Masters of the Universe. It was the He-Man Master of Everything. That was his business card. Just was fun, right? So to finish off your question, Carolyn, after you do the time study, you make the list, then you figure out who you're going to hire. Are you hiring a virtual assistant for 4 to $6 an hour at 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week? just to get some of these things off your plate. Are you hiring someone in the States that's going to, to help? Are you, are you partnering with another agent? When I say partnering, meaning like, hey, I'll help cover you, you help cover me. That helps dial it in. Does that answer your question, Carolyn? Yeah, that's perfect, thank you. Yeah, awesome. We got like two minutes left. Um, I'm gonna put this together Let's see. Alex said something, I'm guessing this is profound. I'm gonna read it from the box. Alex says, the results you are producing are perfectly aligned with the systems you have created or right, maintaining in place. Might be a hint to start looking at your systems or yourself. I love that, Alex. You guys don't know Alex, and I don't have time to take him off mic today because he can't, he can't keep it to one minute, but he, I will have you on here one of these huddles, Alex. He is a leadership expert. Alex is, a, is amazing. He's got a wealth of knowledge. So I'm glad you're here, Alex, and I love seeing your smile on these, on these calls. All right, guys, here's how I'm gonna wrap this up. And then I want you to hang out for at least a minute here and listen to the music as we wrap it up because I went to an event last week. Tony Robbins spoke. I don't care whether you like Tony Robbins or you don't like Tony Robbins, right? You love him, you hate him, doesn't matter. There's some universal truths 
that I was reminded of at this event, which is energy is everything and everything is energy. We talked about leverage today, but the energy you bring to this, right? If hopefully you felt my contagious enthusiasm throughout this call this morning, I did my last call last night. I wrapped up a call at 10 p.m. at night and my first call this morning at 5.15 a.m. I'm not saying any of you have to do that ever, okay? That's the, the schedule I chose because in the middle, I'm hanging out with my kids and I have family time, right? I'm not working 24 hours a day. That's when my kids are asleep, so I, I do it when I can. But the energy that's driving me through this is because I want to bring tools to you like leverage that just light me up because I know it's going to make your life better. It's going to help you sell more houses in less time, create amazing lives. So here's a little fun energy. If you guys want a little dance party for me before I wrap it up, thank you for being here. Tactical Tuesday. I will see you guys next time. Bye guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.